Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So the cost of food in this country continues to rise. You have no trouble getting that information from people who go food shopping. It's usually volunteered. And I understand it's not likely to change for the better for a while. There's also in the United Kingdom some concern about government ministers saying that the security of the food supply lines are uh, not is not uh, guaranteed as store shelves in some areas are bare or almost bare, and it's the result of something called the ping-demic. I had a conversation about the cost of food a few days ago, and I was told that the cost of basic food has risen sufficiently sharply that it's changed the life for the family of the person I was speaking with, sufficiently so. They're considering whether they can afford a vacation before the end of next month. Professor Sylvain Charlebois joins us. He's a professor of food distribution and food at Dalhousie University in Halifax, Nova Scotia. His research is food supply chain management. And in April, the professor predicted a $700 increase in food cost for the average Canadian family this year. Professor Charlebois, thank you for coming back on the program. Does that $700 figure still hold? Uh, Unfortunately, yes. Um, Actually, our prediction, our forecast was actually published in December uh, with Canada's food price report. So every year with the University of Guelph, the University of Saskatchewan, and the University of British Columbia, we actually released Canada's food price report. It was our 11th edition. And for 2021, we were expecting the highest increase uh, in 11 years, so almost $700 uh, per family. And uh, now we're into July, almost in August, and we're very, very comfortable with our forecast. Unfortunately, we were expecting prices to go higher, particularly uh, at the meat counter uh, with bakery products uh, and, uh, and vegetables as well. And, and the two major factors affecting all of this, obviously there's COVID. Uh, COVID is basically making everything more expensive across the supply chain from both ends of the food continuum. And the other factor, of course, is climate change, uh, with droughts, uh, I mean, there's a lot of reports out there suggesting that uh, Mother Nature is not necessarily cooperating with farmers in some areas, uh, which is really pushing uh, commodity prices higher these days. Uh, if you're a farmer and you have something to sell, you make good money. But the problem is that a lot of farmers won't have anything to sell, which is why, well, prices are going up. Yeah, so when you when you talk about climate, and we I've I've read and, and seen reports of what's going on in Western Canada, and it's not a good thing with the drought. Uh, is there uh, is there a silver lining in the in this somewhere, or are we just looking at a different paradigm? Well, I mean, droughts aren't uh, new out west. Uh, I mean, you talk to any farmers, they they are fully aware of of climate change and, and, and drought spells and things like that. And, and actually some, some farmers actually deal with floods on the other side of the spectrum. Um, what's really unusual this year is, is the intensity of the heat. I mean, you're, you're seeing uh, 
areas in Canada with uh, with 50 degree weather. I mean, this is something we've never seen before, and it's getting hotter. And uh, what's going on out in fields is that some uh, some grains are actually just burning, essentially. So the quality, if you have, if you can harvest anything, quality could be compromised. So. I mean, the silver lining is basically this. Not all farmers will be affected by what's going on, and they'll make actually good money. But unfortunately, a lot of farmers won't uh, make good money. The, uh, the reality, though, is that we are dealing with global markets. If, uh, if we can't grow our own grains uh, or Canada can't grow grains itself, you can always uh, rely on other markets to uh, to offer some supply. So there's there's that going on as well. We need to keep in mind that it's not a catastrophe. It's just you know, it's a little bit more difficult this year. Okay. Now you wrote in a in a uh, column in the Toronto Star in April. Once grains are affected, and you just mentioned grains, once grains are affected, livestock sectors producing well-loved products like chicken, pork, and beef will likely be affected as well. Grains are grains core to, uh, well, pretty much everything. Uh, actually, yes, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I mean I, at the start, as, as uh, I was asking the question, I thought. Yeah, it is pretty much everything. I suspect that your question is the rhetorical, but uh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> people think of uh, of the West as a as a as an economy to supply grains to the rest of the world. But guess what? In a lot of products we buy that has been manufactured, there's some Canada in it, even though the the product was actually imported from somewhere else. And so these processors are paying more for the inputs. The other issue, of course, is meat. You need to feed livestock. And what's unusual again this year, which is something we have we haven't seen before, is the fact that chicken uh, is up eight percent since January, not year to year, January seven months ago, uh, and that's really bizarre because chicken typically you expect like a two three percent a year with chicken. Now we're up to eight, and chicken is like is like the tide if. It, within the trifecta of meat, you got pork, beef, and chicken uh, at the meat counter. If chicken goes up, everything else goes up. So uh, your listeners must have noticed that beef is more expensive and pork is more expensive as well, on average about 5%. That's really what is unusual about 2021 so far. Yeah. I bought uh, six steaks the other day, and I didn't go... Uh... You know, it didn't go wild. I didn't go to the butcher shop and order special cuts. So I got what was packaged, and they looked nice. But six steaks, 85 bucks. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it's not unusual to see that. So so consumers uh, who are uh, uh, who have a tight budget will be a little bit more careful at the meat counter. You can still, you know, get some good deals at the meat counter. For example, you may actually... You know, get some deals, uh, unadvertised deals, by the way, at the meat counter uh, at 25% off, 30% off, even 50% off. If you really look closely, uh, they'll encourage you to eat that steak that night. I encourage your listeners to do that more and more. And those and those steaks, those products are, are, are still very good. Um, the other thing that we're seeing right now is that a lot of consumers are starting to uh, trade uh, between animal proteins and vegetable proteins. Vegetable proteins tend to be 
uh, like lentils and chickpeas, for example, they tend to be uh, actually lower uh, in price. Um, fish and seafood is actually getting more popular because it is expensive, but people are basically saying, well, if I have to pay uh, so much for beef, for example, why not try fish now? So there's a lot of that going on, too. Yeah. What's the basic advice then to the uh, to the food shopper who is trying to plan for the rest of the year? Visit more than one place. That's the first thing I would say, because uh, there's, like I said, there a lot of what I've noticed compared to past years is that, is that there are way more unadvertised deals out there. If you actually go into a grocery store, you'll actually find good deals unadvertised at times. So if you visit more than one place, you increase your chances of actually access to deals. The other thing I would advise your listeners to do is to visit the freezer aisle a little bit more often. Quality is not there as much, I, I agree, but nutritionally it's the same. And the quality has gone up. Prices are not as volatile in the freezer aisle. So keep that in mind when you go into a grocery store. Okay, one final question for you. What's going on in England with the pandemic, with the government ministers expressing concern about the, uh, about the supply chain for food? Yeah, well, it's, first of all, England is an island, so <laughs> their logistical reality is a bit different than ours. Uh, secondly, I mean, I mean, island countries tend to be a, a, a little more concerned about supply chains. Japan is the same thing. Australia is the same. Uh, and, and these countries tend to uh, view food security very differently. We're pretty lucky in Canada. We have access to uh, safe uh, products, safe food products. Uh, our, our, our supply chains are reliable. We saw that last year with the panic buying. There was still food a few days later. I mean, it's, it, we have an unbelievable food industry. And keep in mind, Roy, that relative to income, Canadians still have access to one of the cheapest food baskets in the world. Even though prices are going up 5%, I agree, it's a bit rough for people, but still, still today in 21, Canadians have access to affordable food compared to other countries. This phenomenon happening right now is affecting everyone in the Western world, not just Canada. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.